Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Madden just came out, so I'm feeling very happy right now. So I'm good. It's gonna ring all day. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. So before we start, what's the team? Oh, you're the Cowboys. I already know that. Yeah, all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? You, so. you Cowboys or something? Yes. Yeah, that, that should be good. Kareem, who you go with Madden 22? Jets. Jets? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm crazy enough to try to play with the Minnesota Vikings. That's what's up. They got weapons there, for sure. Yeah. So, man. Jumping right into it, man. Um, they got a lot of interesting things about who's good players now, who's the best in the league, and all this other stuff or something. So LeBron James been getting no votes for the best player in the league yet. Do you guys think that that's that's accurate at this point? Or I mean, I don't, I don't know. I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Nah, I think he, I think he should have got a couple of votes. Um, I think it goes in line with that narrative, though, that LeBron is washed. I think a lot of people are running around saying that. Uh, maybe they want him to be, but I still think he's... I don't know if he's necessarily the top on everybody's list, but he should should have got a few votes, I think. Granted, I like KD, I like some of the other guys, but I think LeBron should have got a couple of votes there. Yeah, I think uh, you know LeBron should have at least got one vote from somebody. But it comes about, but it's about you know, I guess... You're tired of really appreciate LeBron, how great he is for a long period of time. People are kind of tired of him, or tired of his ways, I guess. They're tired of seeing him go to the finals or seeing him on TV, so to speak. You want to see a fresh face, you know, going for the chip. So I guess it's more about, you know, just tired of seeing him, you know, doing well and being productive more or less than him not deserving to get a um, first place vote or, I guess, a big vote for the best player in the league. I mean, I, I got to listen, I got to agree with both of you. And, and you know what, I, the only thing I can think that they got to be factoring, they got somehow that they got to be probably factoring age or something like that too, because that, that, that has to be in it because it can't be skilled. His numbers, yeah, they're not, I can't say that he's, you know, his numbers of old necessarily, but he should have at least got a vote or vote in it or something. I mean, hell, his own GM voted, so mm. <laughs> he didn't get a vote. That's an interesting thing. But they took votes from all executives, and his team is one of the teams. So how he didn't get a vote, he might want to discuss that with them too. Right. Get a vote. Yeah, that sounds a bit crazy. Yeah. Well, but another thing with that is you got, um, I don't think he's the best, but he won the MVP. Jokic didn't get any votes either. Jokic didn't get any votes. Embiid, wasn't it? From what I understand, wasn't it just Katie and Giannis across the board? Yeah, that's what I read. Yeah. Maybe Curry got a vote. Maybe I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I think maybe, it's all yeah, maybe Curry, but I don't think anybody else got a vote. I'm sure some other guys are salty. Like, you got a James Harden. You could probably probably could have got a vote or something or two. So, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. Maybe this would be motivation for some players. I know for LeBron, it would be motivation. Yeah, I think he said he's using it as motivation. He came out and, and straight up said it. So, I guess we'll see. Like, yeah, that, you know, last time, you know, LeBron got so-called disrespected, he won a chip that seems the following season, man, so. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there, man. He getting disrespected a lot because um, Richard Jefferson said that a healthy, a healthy Lakers team versus a healthy Nets team, that's not even really a game. He said a healthy Nets team will easily beat a healthy Lakers team. 
They may win. I wouldn't throw around that point either. Like, that much. It's hard to go against LeBron, you know? You know, this is what I'm talking about with, you know, LeBron's character of disrespect, man. You know, like, come on. You know, LeBron is just like, I don't know how he carries himself off the court, man. He, he's just uh, soft-mannered, mild-mannered, overly humble. You know, I mean, the Nets have no big man right now. No. I mean... I'm like, I don't want to go there, but Durant and AD count each other out. I I think I think what what I think I believe they're gonna do. I heard that that um DeAndre Jordan is on the block. I got a feeling that Lamarcus Aldridge is probably gonna go back there, and they also looking to probably probably remove or trade or cut a couple of guys too. So I hmm. would be surprised that was in that that um if DeAndre Jordan's moved or something like that. Cause they're right. looking at um they're looking at Paul the Lakers and them both looking at Paul Millsap too. He's solid. Yeah, he would be a good pickup for either team. Yeah. I think I, I think he'll do better for the Nets than um Duncan Jordan for the Nets, honestly. Yeah, he, he, he would. center, play power yeah. forward, he just to fall out. He, he make a jump shot even better, you know. So yeah, yep, yep. So what do you guys think of that Christmas game schedule? I mean, I'm hearing a lot of people feel like Denver was disrespected. They got the MVP and all this stuff. But I mean, I don't I don't feel bad about that because sometimes I, you look at the matchups, like when you look at who's Denver's real rival, who do you really, who would you really want to see Denver play? I don't know if they have one, <laughs> you know? And I think in order for, for it to be a Christmas game, it, that's like a criteria. So I don't know who Denver's rival is. Um, plus, not only that, um, granted he won the MVP, but is, is um, the Joker somebody you necessarily want to see? His style is not necessarily appealing, at least not in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's probably more, more about showcasing Joker than anything else, really. Um, my reason is that he may, he may return, hopefully he'll be healthy enough, you know, order still there. Um, but about showcasing uh, the MVP of the league, the way I see it, you know, um, he might not be too appealing, but then again, he doesn't play, he doesn't play in a pillar position, with the center position. So that being said, I think it's more about showcasing the MVP to the world, more than I guess a rivalry of the Nuggets. He, he, should, he should get an opportunity. I was looking at something else, because it was, it was interesting that we were talking about, you know, Christmas game. You, I mean, you guys got a chance to read some of this about who's playing prime time and the amount of times. Like, you really, really, basically, if we watching prime time games on these channels, we're gonna be watching the same games. Cause it mm -hmm. looked like I, I gotta, you know what? I was really happy about this. You gotta believe. I think the Knicks got 30, 31, 31 nationally televised games this year. So, I mean, kudos to the Knicks. So, you know, I, mm -hmm. get, I, I think. Because in the Nets got half a seasons of nationally televised game, like 41 televised games or something like that. And the Sixers got a lot in Milwaukee. So, you know, they're pushing the big teams now. Which right. really out there to, to put them on TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's no knock against Denver or um, the Joker. It's just that they don't really necessarily play. I think with Murray there, maybe they play a little bit more entertaining brand of basketball, but... I don't know if they're entertaining enough, and we all know that the league is about views. So I don't know if Denver is necessarily entertaining enough to to push the viewership up. Versus, right? You have the Knicks and the Hawks, right? That was a huge playoff rivalry. Trey Young, 
doing all that stuff with the garden, right? Shushing the crowd and everything else. Because um, remember, this um, previous year, right? Um, the Knicks weren't even on on Christmas, and they had been a staple um, on Christmas. And then you have Denver. Uh, I mean, uh, Golden State, right? With Clay Thompson potentially coming back on Christmas. So that's like a big story. Right. So I don't know who else they like. If they slid Denver in there, I don't know who who they would have replaced in order to get him in. Yeah, I have a problem with Denver being in there. You know, I mean, I don't think Denver is a big market like other, like the Knicks and Boston and other teams that uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mentioned, though. But uh, you said, I mean, who, who else do you replace? I believe we're speaking. Who do you replace with like Denver? Denver's fine. They'll become a team. You got talent. So, you know, team know where they hold, who they are. You're a tough team. So, um, I don't mind seeing Denver play in Christmas Day. Just just looking at it, another big day that's usually pretty good for the NBA is MLK Day, where they have all the games and everybody's home. Mm-hmm. Then the, I mean, I was surprised to see this. Like, they got the 76ers and the Wizards, and they got the Pelicans and the Celtics. The Knicks always play. The Knicks play the Hornets. The Knicks always get the MLK Day. But if anything, I could have seen them squeezing Denver into that, that schedule because, you know, I, I couldn't see, see why that they would have that. Like, they got the Nets. They got the Grizzlies. Again, they don't have Denver on that slate at all. Denver's not even playing that day. So it's, it's, it's interesting. They might have a good reason to feel somewhat slighted about, you know, not getting these televised games. But looking at it, I don't think Utah got a lot. I'm pretty much sure they didn't. Phoenix got a few, but I don't think they got a lot. They haven't quite jumped on the Zion bandwagon, so they didn't get, you know, get that much. Basically, the only those main, you know, the main playoff teams, you know, the West pretty much got, the Clippers got a good amount of games. So you basically have the Lakers, the Lakers and the Clippers in the West Coast, and you got the the Nets, Milwaukee, the Nets, Milwaukee, Atlanta, what's it, Atlanta, um, the Knicks in the East Coast. And yeah, the West Coast didn't get a lot of those games. Maybe it has to do with the time, too. Because West Coast, yeah. but I'm going to start at, you know, 7.38 o'clock. They'd have to, what would it be, like 6.30 out there. Yeah, so that's it too. I think uh, if anybody in the West that should have should feel slighted about this more so than Denver is probably Phoenix. Like you just said, here here it is. Phoenix just appeared in the finals, and they're still not a you know a prominent team in terms of televised games. So unless, like you said, it maybe it's the timing of it, maybe it's people aren't convinced of Phoenix being able to repeat in terms of making it back to the finals. I don't know what it is, but Phoenix should feel a little slighted too. Yeah, I agree about Phoenix for sure. Yeah. So, look, looking at that, and what's him, and you know, we look at the, the games and MVP and everything else, we got the Celtics retiring KG's number on March 13th. I mean, from what I believe the Timberwolves already did it, but, um, for one thing, I mean, I have to, uh, I got to say, number one, KG was 21, right? Four, four. Yeah. Yeah. He was 21, yeah. yeah. He was six for Boston. Six for Boston? I think we know that. I'm not saying, but also number seven. Were you 24 for Boston? I'm pretty sure. I got to check, but that's Yeah, but Boston was six, so I should, I should I, do that. Yeah, I think yeah. He was, I, think yeah he was, I think he was a single digit number. He was definitely 21, like you said. For, for but I, I think it's a, a valid question. 
to be retired by, to be honest, to be retired by a team like the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks. Number five. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're number five. I'm sorry. Paul. Number five. Yeah, number five. I'm sorry. For a team to be retired for the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, you know, all these great time nostalgic teams, the Sixers, it's like a really, really big deal. And, I mean, KG, they, he won there, but did, would you put him in the Celtics rafters and retire the number for the Celtics? Um, I'm assuming the reason why he's he's being retired in his jersey is is the championship. Because outside of that, I personally look at K- KG as a as a Timberwolf. You know, to me, that's KG. Granted, he won there, had you know a lot of success there, but I don't think he he should have had his jersey retired there. And it's not a disrespect thing; it's just a matter of years in, and like you mentioned, being up up there in the rafters with all those greats. I don't know if he has the, the time required with with the franchise. Yeah, I don't really understand. I know he's a great player for the Hall of Famer, but uh, having number being retired for Boston, I don't, I don't yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't see it at all. I don't enough enough time over there, like like, like a Paul Pierce putting time over there, and a Tron Walker putting time over there. Guys like that putting time, you know. Yeah. So. Um, He's probably off of his name alone. He probably was good off on the court. You know, played with his heart. You know, people like that in Boston. You know, he played with his heart. He played tough. the physical. So, I understand that, though. But, outside of that, though, I, I personally wouldn't vote for him to uh, have numbers, uh, you know, retired rappers in Boston history. Because if you look at it from the flip side, uh, certain players on that team, was Ray Allen retired as a Milwaukee Buck? Right. Well. Yeah. That's what I, I, I look at him yeah. as. Right. Yeah. Ray Allen's not going to be retired as a Celtic, I tell you that much. <laughs> right. Agree. Agree. You're going to retire Kawhi jersey in Toronto, too? You might as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we played that for a season and we won. Right now, for Kawhi, the only place he's going to be retired is at San Antonio. Yeah. Where he's playing. You got to be healthy, man. Yep. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Again, with the with the NBA, the Miami Heat, quite, and I've seen this with football, too. They kind of advertised it. I think it was the Atlanta Falcons, the first team, or the Wetskins, first team fully vaccinated. They had some advertisement about it. Might have been the Falcons. But the Miami Heat is retiring. I feel like you're requiring everybody to get vaccinated. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they, I don't know legally if they can do that. But one thing, I guess, if you're employed, but I mean, who wants to ask you a thing to do whatever they want to do? But you think, do you think that'll become a trend amongst the teams? Or do you think that they should even, are they going to even be able to do that? Yeah, I, I think it is going to be a trend. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the FDA may be set to, at least for Pfizer, may be set to approve um, <clears throat> Pfizer, right? So. Once that happens, I was hearing that there may be a trickle effect, not just in, in sports, but in companies in general. Um, I know Google is, is one company, I believe, that started doing it for everybody who at least has to go on site. So I think NBA-wise, I think the floodgates are about to open, you know? I think a lot of teams was just waiting for another team or two to jump out there and put themselves out there to see what the scrutiny looks like. And now that the Miami Heat did it, don't be surprised if there's a bunch of other teams jumping on board across all sports. Okay, yeah, I was talking about basketball players or actual employees for the company. 
or both? Um, they're recording. Um, what's it, the way they phrased it, it was interesting because I thought about exactly what you said. What's it, they, they said the employees, but then then um then when they spoke to like the um to like the owner and stuff, they want they want the players too. I don't know how it's gonna work out trying to get them to comply because you know how the players union and stuff like that. But I believe that what's it, the guy was small because um. He basically the guy who owns it. I think his name is Mickey Harrison. He's the guy that mm-hmm. owns yeah. Carnival, the cruise line. Yeah. So, in order to be consistent with what he's doing across all his businesses, he wants everybody vaccinated everywhere. Because to work for Carnival, you can't even get on the boat without being vaccinated. Yeah, I know that. Um, I mean, we all seen this coming. They 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 are creating ways to get by vaccinated. You know, from entering meetings to even you know buying food for your family that's coming too you know yeah. um, that being said it's tough to have uh, people kind of force you take a shot you don't want to take you know so to speak this is why yeah. a lot of people a lot of people who don't like the NFL for example uh, get set out of the season they come at the following season um, but I get it though it's about money it's about I guess trying to uh, go back to the so called normal so to speak um, but uh, I'm quite sure people put up a fight before everybody, will, well, I guess, agree to get vaccinated, for sure. It can't be a one team. It can't be a, a, a one franchise team and be a guy be all all 30 teams and then be able to agree on this. It can't be just one or four or five out of 30. Yeah. Plus, I I think um, it may be like the uphill battle for it um, to be adopted may be more so from the players versus the employees. Sure, you're gonna have employees that may not want to be vaccinated or whatever the case may be but the players are the ones who have the pull so if you look at the miami heat or jimmy butler let's say i don't know if he's vaccinated or not but if he's somebody who is against it that may have a little more weight than us three on you know on here saying hey we don't want to be vaccinated they'll you know just get rid of us but it's hard to move on from jimmy butler just because he doesn't want to be vaccinated or you know, something like that. So I think the players will have a, a lot of influence in it too. Yeah, I, I, I gotta agree. I mean, at least, you know, if it goes down the NBA route, I hope for that sake it doesn't go the NFL route. But the NFL route, I, that's kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. It, it's tough because, I mean, okay, let's say a big Patrick Mahomes loses a games check. Yeah, that's a lot of money, but he's got a lot of money already guy low in on the spectrum who loses a game check because they can't play the game for somebody, you know, not vaccinated, that's going to be a whole different story. So, that NFL thing is going to be a little different, like them determining, like, you know, who kills it. And they said both teams lose it, so it doesn't make a difference whether what what player or what team caused it or what team caused it. All the players, including even the coaches, lose their salary for that game. So... That's yeah, that's tough. They're definitely trying to corner anybody. They're definitely trying to corner yeah. every, 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 anybody taking a shot. Yeah. So that's what it is. So, on a lighter note, this is going to be an interesting one because I know how Theo's going to feel about this one. NBA 2K22 rated LaMelo Ball and Ben Simmons identical at 84. Do you, do you look I can see him shaking his head. Do you agree with the ratings of LaMelo Ball and Simmons being the same rated player on the game? Nah, I think at this point, I would, I would personally still put Ben Simmons above LaMelo Ball. As much as I like LaMelo Ball, he just doesn't have the time in yet. Um, 
Ben Simmons, his his worst season is probably the equivalent of what LaMelo Ball just put up. Granted, it was his rookie season, right? But I, I would say Ben Simmons right now definitely a better player than LaMelo. Whether LaMelo will surpass him eventually, he's, he's trending in that direction. They're both trending in opposite directions. Um, but I think if Ben Simmons gets his head on straight in terms of his offensive game, then uh, easily Ben Simmons deserves a higher rating than LaMelo. I don't even know if um, LaMelo deserves an 84 in general. <laughs> um, and again, he, he's trending in the right direction. Rookie of the year. Uh, well, yeah, rookie of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he looks good. I, I'm a huge LaMelo fan, but I would put Ben Simmons above him. I think Ben Simmons took a, a few hits on his points due to that playoff performance. Right? He had a couple of games where he had like zero points, two points. Then the infamous under the basket. Um, I think Trey Young might have been there. He didn't slam the ball. So I think all of those things are, are just affecting him. But he should, even with that, he should still have a higher rating, I would say, than LaMelo. Yeah, I still find a few egregious uh, uh, ratings for these players, even in Madden, man. So, you know, so um, this is why these guys, this is why these guys go, go on their Twitter page and, and, and call out EA Sports and 2K. You know, they got, they got, West, they got Westbrook as, as 85. Come on, give me a break, man. Are you serious? He's 85, Westbrook. He's 85. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty low. That's, 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 that's disrespectful to Westbrook, man. He had a good year with Wizards, man. The Mellow's are 84, Westbrook's are 85, and we just talked about Ben Simmons trending in the wrong direction. He's 85. Right. Right, exactly, exactly. And, and, and you know what I mean? It's, I changed it, but I just seen a video of Ben Simmons playing a pickup game with a bunch of other yeah, NBA stars. I watched the same video. Yeah, this yeah, dude has Steph Curry out there. Am I, am I bugging here, dude? You put up a 35 feet, switching it. Yeah. Spot up, you see, quick on shot, pull up. Like, why not do that in, in, in a real game? I don't understand that, though, man. But as far as really concerned, man, Ben should be higher than the Melo. But I'm not mad at the Melo 85. Melo played, he played great, man, for the year. He played great. Yeah. Your penetrator could shoot him, everybody, everybody great, everybody best, so to speak, you know. So, him, his rating, I don't have, have a problem with, though, but he should be lower than uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah, I, I, I can see there's going to be some players, like you said, Westbrook at 85. There's going to be some players with some issues with these ratings. Yeah, that's, yeah I think that's, uh, that's, there was a, wasn't there an incident with, with um, Bradley Bill? Because Brad, they had Bradley Bill as an 89. Yeah, yeah Bill's did. wife got into it on Twitter. Uh, Twitter with Ronnie Two K over it. Yeah. So I, I, he, 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 even LeBron had, had a tweet, I think, man. But he was he, he had ninety five, ninety six. He was ninety nine, man. KD, somebody in ninety seven. Like you know. said, said he was a ninety nine. He was a 97. yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> these guys, these guys ain't having it, man. They ain't having it. Yeah, I think Bradley Bill should have been up above uh, eighty nine to at least yeah, that's, that's in the low nineties. Yeah, I gave him 91 or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm mad at that. I, I like to see how they rate these guys. There's got to be some dudes that really just sitting there that they in the 70s, 60s. <laughs> I can imagine, man. But, you know, that's how I, I, follow, I follow some of these guys. I'm about to see some of these guys' tweets, man. They be, they be calling EA out. They hashtag them, calling them out, man. Listen, man, this is my rating. They be calling up the company, the headquarters, and everything, man. So, you know, these guys take it seriously, these ratings. Yeah, I was. I, I remember Ronnie 2K says something about they don't they adjust the ratings every week or something like that or every every couple of weeks. So if you perform better, your ratings could go up. It didn't oh, yeah. do that. It mattered for sure. Yeah, it's, it's frequent. Yeah. 
But some people's problem, I notice in mine, some people's rating go down. Like if you get out there and you stinking it up early. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, fellas, you know, you know what matters. They think about it, don't think one point two, it's two or three points sometimes, yeah, they, man. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they are, they are, they tough, man. Like, come on, three points when somebody's off? Yeah. <laughs> 89 down to 79 in three weeks. In three weeks. weeks, man. That's <laughs> right. Three, four weeks. So I'm like, man, I got this dude on the team now. Yeah, I see not like the quarterbacks have a couple of bad games. You in trouble? Yeah, that's definitely for sure. Yeah. So we got a couple of other guys on the outside of the league looking in. We've been watching Isaiah Thomas go around and beat the hell out of people around the country all summer, scoring ninety and eighty-nine and seventy different points against all types of people. I mean. Do we, he, uh, from what I read, he's getting a trial with the Lakers and some other teams may be interested. Do we think he'll get another shot? I think so. I think he, for me anyway, it, it was never a question of his, his skill. Um, it's always his, his health. If he can stay healthy, which is a big if, um, then he definitely has NBA-level talent. Mm-hmm. It's hard, at least for me, it's hard to doubt that. I think he's always been... Um, overlooked due to his size and stuff like that. Um, so maybe that's factoring in too. Plus, how much do you um, do you play him if you bring him in? Because a guy like that, I don't think he wants to necessarily come in and be the 14th, 15th man on the bench. Maybe initially, but you can get somebody else, one of these college kids, to just sit on the bench, at the end of the bench, that is. So... How much do you pay him? How much do you play him if you bring him in? But I think he still has NBA level talent. And I hope he gets a shot. Yeah, I know he's supposed to be tried up for Lakers and maybe Brooklyn. But Brooklyn got Patty Mills, gets the back up Kyrie. I don't see Patty Mills playing a two guard. You know, Lakers got, you know, take, take nine and a few other guys. Uh, but as far as him being a league, he should have been in the league a long time ago, man. Guy has NBA talent, good experience. Show the ability to, uh, you know, be a good teammate and, and, and be, be productive. So with that being said, it was like, my major is like, why is he out the league? Let alone like, you know, as the skill set uh, is diminishing. I don't think so. I would have Isaiah, I would have Isaiah Thomas and Mac McClung right now. There's yeah. other guys, you know, who come in and who, who could take over a quarter, take over half of the game. Have have LeBron or KD rest, James Harden rest, like, you know, a giant rest a little bit. But he should be on NBA roster, that's, that's for sure. I mean, the sad thing about it is that a lot of these guys are really good, and the way the league's going, it seems like it's going with, like, superstars and really young guys. Like, the middle, the whole middle's getting squeezed out. Right. It's like Isaiah Thomas is definitely talented enough to be in the league, but it's just like what you said, what's, what's the fit? He would have mm-hmm. to go for the Lakers, the Nets, teams that the Bucks. The six of teams that's poised in a position himself for the championship. I mean, realistically, I would like the six. I like the. I would like the Celtics to give him another shot. Yeah, they that'd be nice. That yeah. dude gave him that heart and soul, and that's how he got hurt. Yeah. Messing around playing with them when he shouldn't have played at all. Yeah. So, I like to see them give him another shot. I mean, don't get me wrong. Peyton Pritchard went out there and scored seventy-eight points or something in the summer leagues too. But I don't. I, I don't know. If Winston right now, they got they, they got Peyton Pitcher and who is the point guard on Winston? Marcus Smart? And uh, uh Schroeder, yeah. right? On that. Shooter, oh, yeah, 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 that yeah, might yeah, that yeah. might take them out of that too. Mm-hmm. But 
Another guy who comes to mind, and he's also from over there too. I think he kind of um, went out of the league prematurely. I thought he had NBA level talent um, when he left. That was Nate Robinson. Yeah. Right. I thought Nate fell into that category where he probably should have got another shot at one point, and it just never happened. What about Jamal Crawford? Yeah. Yeah. And they're all from that Seattle area too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jamal play, man. Jamal can be buckets, man. He can go for Brooklyn off the bench and wall out, man. Guy got the score for sure. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, listen. I, I got a feeling to be honest with you. I think Kimba got lucky because I got a. If mm. Kimba would have had this long-term deal and the Knicks wouldn't have had interest, he'd have been caught up in that mid that mid-level exception range too. Because I think one thing I think unfortunately the height of these guys and the size. People don't really want to give them that type of money anymore. Just off the size. So, mm-hmm. I mean, after this contract with the Knicks, I mean, I love Kimba to death. I mean, he can definitely play great. But I don't know how many teams would give him a max deal after this or that level of deal. Yeah, I don't see it. I see him, if anything, st- sticking around maybe this um this salary, right? $11, $12 million range. I don't see him ever getting that. You look at it, even like Derrick Rose balled out, I thought, for the Knicks, right? And he, he got, what, 12, 13 or whatever the yeah. Knicks signed him back for, which I think is good for him, you know, but his skill set dictated that he should have got paid more than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like they're giving the money to superstars and young dudes, and a lot of people are getting contracts way earlier than I thought, like, I don't understand how they keep giving out these, I mean, these young dudes. Don't get me wrong, I don't hate on anybody getting money, but right. some of the deals they be giving out to dudes, like, just off the top. Like, I think Marcus Smart's a good employer, but four years for $77 million? I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I guess kind of the going rate, you know, the going rate in the league, but from a talent perspective, I mean, look at how much they're going to have to pay some of these other guys. Like, how when RJ becomes a free agent, what's he going to want? Four years for 132 or something like that? Mm. Because these prices going to go up dramatically. Yeah, these guys are going to get paid. Um, yeah. For now, so, right? Assuming they don't get hurt or whatever it is, these guys are going to be, and they, they just happen to be in the league at the right time. Yeah, did, right. didn't Trey Young get four years for 196 or something crazy like that? Yeah, 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 something like yeah. that. Yeah, he got paid recently too. Him and him and John Collins got paid yeah. recently. Yeah, they got paid. So they they only giving the superstars and young guys and like the guys who kind of like make up the whole middle of the team. They well, not really gonna have to pay Booker once his um current yeah because yeah. right? he's getting paid now, but you know he's really gonna get paid. Yeah. Max money or whatever it is. Once Joel Embiid, he just got one of those deals too. Yeah, Joel yeah. Embiid just signed the Super Max. Did then look at two side one, look at Doncic side one too. Yep, look at Doncic four years, two hundred or something like that. It's it's mm-hmm. crazy. Numbers they throwing out is crazy. They said that Steph Curry signed his new deal, and he's the first player ever in NBA history to make half a billion dollars off of player contracts. Yeah, he got half like a two, billion. Also, two contracts. Not even close, but just a contract. Yeah, he got two contracts that was two hundred plus million, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> that don't sound right. <laughs> that don't sound right. Man. You know, God bless, man. You know, wow. It's crazy to put that in context. 
Steph Curry in his career has made more money than some of those old years we used to watch where everybody in the league salary combined was a $500 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, one player made more money in his career than the whole league for a year or something like that. Absurd. Like somebody said, which is true, here's a question. How much money would you have to pay Jordan Bird's Magic right now? Or Elijah Wan? Or how much money would Shaq get? Shaq Robinson, Elijah Wan, and Ewan, what would their salaries be like? 60 per or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're talking about like the greatest guys that ever played a game. How much would Bill Russell command or Kareem command? And think about all this triple-double stuff. How much would Oscar Robinson get per season? So... The amount, yeah. the amount of money that these guys are getting, like to see some of these guys talking about they can't, and it's not enough, they complaining or something. For everybody that does that, I say that I give them two two names, Joe Smith and Dennis Schroeder. Joe Smith went out there, remember he had a deal for like 180 something million dollars, messed it up and then had to fight before from the Timberwolves or something like that. Mm-hmm. You offer $100 million and you grew up and you looking to have $100? Take the hundred million dollars. And remember, it all started with, um, in terms of these massive deals with Big Dog, right? Remember when Big Dog yeah. was for that hundred million, everybody was was making a big deal out of it. Yep. Now for these guys, they these top guys, that is, they laugh at a hundred million. Yeah. And it's like a joke for the top guys. Yeah. And what wasn't Juwan Howard like the first hundred million dollar record? Yeah. Juwan Howard. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I recall that vividly. Yeah, I recall that vividly. Waking up and hearing that hundred million dollars. Think about wow, it. Wow, man. Million dollars for Jawan Howard, and I thought he was good, but he wasn't even he wasn't even first level. So right, yeah. right. Hundred million dollars. And yeah, his first three, four good years was good. You know, two, three years was good. Got that money, man, and I think like he was just solid after that. See, I think that's that's my concern with some of these contracts too. I get I get it the way the salaries change now. The younger dudes getting it because it makes sense. That's the that's their real prime is probably from that that 22, 23 to about 32 that age. After that, that's when the team starts taking the beating. Like realistically, listen, I like the Nets. Y'all know I'm a Nets fan, but giving KD and Harden and Iron Kyrie another four years, basically they're gonna have to win in the next five or six years. Yeah. They're gonna be back in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The one, thing I, the one thing I like though is um like with the basketball contracts, at least they're usually um max four or five years. Baseball is like ten. They sign a dudes for like ten yeah. years. Yeah. You know they ain't gonna be good past three or four of them. Most of them. Well, they giving guys ten years. You know, four hundred million, three hundred fifty million. Then these guys play five years, and after that, they're almost useless. You know what I think that is, though? Because baseball does people dirty. I'll give you a perfect example. Aaron Judge is, what, 28? And he mm-hmm. is yet to get a big contract because of yeah, all his yeah, arbitration yeah. years and all this other foolishness, time and service. So by the time he gets to get that big deal, they gonna, he going to try to fight for it, and they're going to have to give him a big deal at 30. At 30, he's going to ask for a 10-year deal. And it's like, mm-hmm. somebody will give it to him. So it's one of those things like, do you give it to him or do you let somebody else take it? He's going to get an eight to 10 year deal at 30. Cause I, I think his contract is up either this year or next year or some, whatever this arbitration is. 
you, you, you know what's funny, fellas? I went to the game yesterday with my kids and a good friend of mine. Okay. And uh, we're actually talking about this particular topic right now about Judge getting his money. Okay. His age, and his age coming up pretty soon. Yeah. And how much money you give him. It's kind of funny how we talk about it now on the show. Um, what we agree with that we can't do 10 mil. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, 10 years, I'm sorry, 10 years. Can't even do 10 years. He's 30 years old. And right now we got a stand, so we learn how to stand. We see the injuries with all the pool holes. So yeah. um, I would say maybe uh, five years. Don't say six. You're not taking that. Yeah, well, you know what? It's about the money, though. You know, so you might overpay him to take the six. So I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna have to give him an extra couple, extra more million dollars for a five-year deal than give him what actually want have a, a ten-year deal. So you know. Well, five or six, he, you're gonna have to give him about two hundred and fifty million dollars for, for five. Right, years. and, and I'm, I'm I'm willing to do that for Judge for five years. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And I think he'll be productive in five years because let's say you know played outfield, he could be DH for sure. Yeah. yeah you know, exactly. So I think he'll be productive for five years, but for 10 years, that kind of hurt me with long-term wise for sure. If he was younger, I said like, like, like 25, something like that, yeah. 24, I would go for it though. Even the young guys though, to me, I don't feel confident giving anybody a 10-year deal because even uh, guys 24 years old, how long do they actually last at, at the level they play at, you know, like warranted giving them the contract. They usually don't stick around and, and be that productive for 10 years, you know? So I got to say the last couple of guys they gave it to, two of them I think will be good because of the age, like Tatis Jr., Guerrero Jr., those guys are like 22 and 21, so I, I can live with those there. But the shortstop that went to San Diego, I think that was a bad deal. What, what's his name again? Machado? Yeah, I, I don't think that 10-year deal was a good deal to give Machado a 10-year deal for the eight years. I think he had eight years or 10 years. I don't think that one. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player, but yeah, he's, he's like good. that 28-year-old range, right? 28, 29. Something crazy, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 But when you talk about like yeah, Guerrero, Tatis, and you got a couple of other young guys, like right now, think about it. Even though he's, if he wasn't injured a lot, the Mets would have the best deal ever. Because that Jake DeGrom deal, he's really, he was, he's not making a lot of money comparatively to his skill set. Mm -hmm. If he was healthy all the time, he could probably get double the money that he's getting right now. Right. And, and that's what I'm saying right now. Like you said, these guys, 22 years old, what's the odds of them staying healthy and productive for 10 straight years? Well, I think Some Tatis got hurt already. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You see what I'm saying? He's already hurt. Yeah. Granted, it's nothing that he, he won't bounce, bounce back from, right? I'm sure he'll bounce back, but that's what I'm saying. Over the course of 10 years, something is bound to happen. Like, I don't see him finishing, any of those guys finishing a, a full 10 years with the same franchise, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's Towards tough. the tail end of that, it'll look like the Stanton deal, right? Where they'll find some other team to try to offload it. Even though the guy is still young, I, I don't think he'll be as productive for 10 straight years. And if he is, more power to him. The guy is pretty much guaranteed to be a Hall of Famer then. Mm -hmm. right, if he can remain at that level for 10 years or close to it, and you looking like uh, Albert Pujols, right? right? Towards the tail end, Pujols was pretty much done, right? But he stuck around. He pretty much lived up to his contract, I would say, Pujols. But not too many guys are Albert Pujols, you know? No. Exactly. 
No, I mean, you, you think about it. If you can get a guy that for, for 10 years that can average 30 home runs and, like, say, 290 across, you got your money. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. 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 God right now is getting praised batting 270 right now. I'm like, come on, you serious? I grew up with a guy with 20 grand and Rob Carew, these guys in Maryland, keep Hernandez batting 330, Wade Boggs batting 330, You guys getting praised for batting 270. Dude, I, so. I, to be honest with you, I think there's only maybe like eight or 10 guys that's batting over 300 in the whole major leagues right now. Yeah, I don't think they're batting over 300 at all. Right, yeah. I mentioned that before. Yeah. Which is which is kind of crazy, and I think it's one dude. I think the top dude is like at 320, and then it jumps down from 320 to like 303. A bunch of guys in 30 uh, the single digits. Right. But, yeah. I put it this way: I thought that they was trying to say by switching the spin rate it would generate more hits, but I don't know if it's if it's analytics and guys are just swinging for the fences or what. But hitting and suffering this year. Okay, right now. Uh, league leaders, two league leaders are both batting 319. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, hitting is definitely down. Yeah. Think about it this way if Wade Boggs batted 319, he'd be off here, he'd be upset. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 319. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, too, gotta keep in mind, a lot of stadiums are small now, man. So, a lot of these guys trying to home runs, man. Ain't too many Comerica Park feel like, like Detroit and also like Arizona. They have big ass stadiums from my language, man. but other than that, they just feel like you know, parking lot stadiums, man. So, yeah, these guys just trying to try and hit home runs, man. It's just uh, trying to just get on base and get good, good uh, contact. It's only 12 guys right now batting over 300 in the entire league. 12, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. 12. <laughs> 12 guys batting over 300. Mm. The last time we've seen that, well, that, that had to be the 80s, right. Probably. It was more than that, man. Yeah, well, yeah, that is true. In the 80s, it was more than that because you think about yeah. it. Boggs and Madeline, Puckett. You had a lot of good years. Yeah, yeah, you going on and on and on. George Brett. Brett Even Pollard. the teams that wasn't too good. For miles, it wasn't too good. It wasn't had guys back in the T20s, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. These you know? guys can't hit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Home run or strikeout, either or. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those strikeout numbers are astronomical. I'm looking like, damn, people are like, this is insane. I remember I used to count against you. Now it's almost like a throwaway stat. I ah, struck out, so what? Yeah, don't look at that stat in his numbers. Oh, uh, <laughs> RBIs are down. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yo, Reem, do not look at our stance numbers, man. Don't do it to yourself, man. <laughs> Don't do it to yourself, man. Yeah, I bet you he got more strikeouts than hits, probably. Listen, I can imagine so. Or close to it, man. I ain't gonna do it. It's insane. So right now, I gotta say, Otani almost has to win the MVP. But he's great, though, man. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, it's just, dude, it's just bad. It's, it's, it's real bad. So, looking at some of this stuff, we, we had an interesting talk about. There's been a couple of brawls in football football games, the, um, the preseason practices. I don't know. I think I sent you that. I sent you the picture of Sterling Sharp in the cornerback. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Even the punt. So, I think Theo brought this up. Is it, is it good to actually have these scrimmages like this? Because this is fights breaking out everywhere. I think on one hand is good, um, like from the competitive standpoint, these guys get all psyched up, and it's hard to. Granted, they they have you know fights among among their own team, right? The beginning of of training camp or whatever it was, wasn't the Giants players fighting each other? 
So you see that all all the time. So I think it's good on one hand when they have the joint scrimmages. Um, so these guys, you practice hard, right? So you want to compete and hit other other teams at some point. But I think it is getting a bit out of control um, with these these fights. So I think uh, I don't know. I like the idea of it, but something has to give. I would say. Yeah, it's more occurring than them one ever back years ago. That's for sure. You know, these guys, you know, you know, they 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 tired, they are restless, they sore, and, and the coach is doing a two-hour uh, training and is down the third. So, you know, finally, you want to hit somebody too, man, for sure. You can't, you can't, your own teammate. You know, you read the quarterback, and y'all running back. You guys can't be touched, man. I'm I'm, I'm a detacker. I'm gonna hit you guys, man. So we got we got between the uh, you know couple teams and really hit somebody, man. A good good contact in, so to speak, man. Yeah, why not go for it, man? Yeah, I think it's a matter. Yeah, it ain't too matter. Like, these guys is just very hit something, man. All these hard practices over and over again. After yeah. a while, yeah, two two hand touch gets a little old, I'm sure, to these guys. Right. Black mm-hmm. football, get out there and work out for weeks, running up right. and down, hitting the weights to, to. Yeah. Better yeah. not touch the guy with the red jersey on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that, I think that's what happened with the Giants. He canceled practice because I think somebody hit one of the quarterbacks or somebody. They got in a fight, so he canceled I think practice. So, yeah. I mean, something crazy, yeah. Yeah, but for, how does uh, Jones end up in the bottom of the pile? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it wasn't there, it would have been no issue. <laughs> so if he bottom of that damn pile, it was a serious issue, man, that's for sure. Yeah, how, yeah, how the quarterback end up on the bottom of the pile? <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. And that's another thing, yeah, they were saying, um, like, that whole thing about, yeah, he gained a bunch of respect and everything else for doing that, but... Which I could see, right? How how he would gain respect in the locker room, but at, at the same time, I'm sure the guys up in the front office ain't worried about him gaining respect by jumping <laughs> jumping in the pile, you know? Right. That's your franchise quarterback, or at least the guy who's being billed as the franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So some of these other competitions in the in the league for quarterback and different things are interesting. Some of them I get, and then some of them a little surprising. Like Urban Meyer still hasn't named Trevor Lawrence the starting quarterback for the Jaguars. I mean, me personally, I mean, looking at just what I've seen from a preseason game with them, I can see where I would consider not doing it, and it's not because of his play. I watched him get like destroyed by the opposing team, like the line just folded up. So, what do you guys think of the, you know, who we should name starter or will Trevor Lawrence be starter? I wonder if it's one of those, like, motivational type of tactics, right? Where you don't want to necessarily hand the guy the job early on, and then the guy may may not come out and be as motivated. I wonder if it's one of those things, um, or if it's legitimate where Urban Myers is conflicted as to what to do. Um, whether you start him, Lawrence, that mm-hmm. is, or just let him sit down the season or a couple of games and, and just watch. Um, it's an interesting point. I think at the end of the day, he'll be starting out um, week one. Yeah, I would start uh, Minshaw for sure. Because at the end of the day, you want to win games. You know, Trevor Lawrence had a long career ahead of him. And, uh, you know, I'd rather uh, Lawrence get the job because Minshaw is not playing well. God forbid he gets injured. But um, I think he's more of a more seasoned, more ready quarterback. 
Now, the skill set definitely is a triple launch for sure. Yeah. Right now, it's about winning games and uh, be a whole lot more experienced. So, um, if you guys are playing evenly, evenly, key, I'll go with the veteran for now until the veteran falls apart. That gives you triple launch and start the triple launch for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to start Minshew, especially when you look at like overall that team because if they if they're not gonna be able to run the ball and they're not gonna be able to protect the quarterback, mm-hmm. you can't like, put that much money into a guy from laying on his back. Like I like I got to see like the highlights and it looked like okay he played like two series and he spent most of the time running around on his back. And this is with the first string line, so. I mean, they got a lot of money invested in this guy for him to get smashed up. We've seen a lot of guys get smashed up. Right. A lot of money on, so it might be better. Listen, I mean, it's not good for Minshew. Right. (laughs) I throw Minshew out there to the Wolves. Like, listen, uh, this line got to get better. He gives us the best chance to win right now. And like you said, when he gets smashed up, we got to put Trevor in and he's got to go in. Who knows what he's going to do? I mean, in, in other Jaguar news, Tim Tebow actually got cut, <laughs> which is, uh, he never, did. me personally, I got to say, I don't think he ever really deserved the opportunity because there's tons of other guys from college and from teams that were tight ends that actually played that position. But, you know, I guess by being a nice guy and knowing Urban Meyer, he got that, got that shot. But I, I will give Urban Meyer credit for making the best decision for the team. Yeah, football is one of those sports, man, where that that nice guy stuff, I don't know. It's only going to get you, but so far. But Tebow seems to get more opportunities um, than anybody I can think of between baseball, football. I'm sure next week he'll probably be on a minor league team or something. (laughs) Maybe he'll be in the G League this year. (laughs) This guy has a lot of connections or (laughs) Mm -hmm. something going on. They seem to love this guy. I've never really been a like a... Tim Tebow hater. I know he turned off a lot of people being uh, like the, originally the over religious type of thing, and I know people were getting upset with him with that type of stuff. I never really cared um, about any of that stuff. I thought he was great as a college football player. Yeah. Beyond that, I never really thought he was um, talented enough to play NFL or you know Major League Baseball. So, like you said, Urban Meyer did the right thing. He really didn't get caught up in hey, this guy is, you know, Tim Tebow, let's bring him in further, season, you know, week one or whatever it is. He just made the move and, and it's time for them to move on. Uh, if everybody did the right thing, you should never give this, give this guy an invite. I mean, this guy's been in the league seven years, man. Maybe at least seven years at least. Yeah. And then, then you come out of, you know, seven years not playing uh, football, going to play at the highest level. And they're going to play a, a new position, which is tight end. <laughs> you didn't bring him in as, as, as a quarterback, you know, like like they do over there in the morning with the with the Tristan with the Hill kid, you know. And that I'll have, I will understand, but we're still even doing that. I mean, why the guy, why the guy invitation, man? I don't understand, I don't understand that, man. Maybe, maybe you're a control freak, you want to know you're in charge. I don't know why we do that, though, but I'm quite sure you love people to death. This is why you invited him. Tebow yeah. is, is a, is a, is a, he's an athlete. The guy could play sports, but maybe certain sport he can't play high level. Like his match was college football. That was his max. Yeah. You know, I understand? He, I understand. He had, he had that pass. I had that beat Pittsburgh when home by around, but went for 80 yards. But that was that was a five yard snap pass. That like he threw a bomb and beat Pittsburgh. Caught them sleeping, and he come on guard and he won. And he's going for that one play more than anything else in the NFL. Yeah. 
you know. So uh, that being said, I think Urban just um, maybe a control freak and just maybe, maybe have so much love for the dude, want to give him a chance. So, but having him child for a team, been been away for seven years, seven eight years, and playing a new, new position where you gotta engage with uh, you know linebackers and, and, and defensive ends who's bigger than you, stronger than you. That's why you miss tackles out there, man. You know what he was doing out there, so I think Urban Meyer man more than more than um, Tim Tebow. Yeah, it's it's funny. You, know, you mentioned like with him, um, Tim Tim Tebow playing the quarterback and stuff like that. When he came in the league, they listen. They they really didn't seem like they knew what to do with him. I mean, right. we got a lot of like different like things going on and stuff like in the league as far as who gets to start, who gets to sit, and different quarterbacks and stuff. So I watched. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see any of the Boscos or look at the Cam Newton, Mac Jones thing. So, out of those guys, I mean, I got to say, from what I see, they both playing really well. I mean, do you think, you know, looking at Mac Jones, looking at Lance Fields, looking at these guys, and even looking at, um, look, yeah, looking at Lance and Fields, who do you think will be, even with Lawrence, who's going to be the first person out of those guys to get the start? Uh, I'm going with Fields. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Fields. Mm. Um, I I believe Fields for now. I'm not quite sure because he's, right now he's getting first team reps. Yeah. So that says a lot right now. He's getting first team reps. Uh, you know, Mac Jones is playing very good, but he's not getting first team reps. But he's playing good for sure. Yeah. He's actually playing just as good as uh, Cam Newton's playing. Um, I was I, I, I would assume Belichick would go with Cam early, yeah. And then I guess when Cam has you know, one or two snafus, then Max is in there forever. Yeah. But uh, I, I would lean towards uh, Fields to get his first uh, NFL start. Yeah, I, I gotta agree with you guys because I think it's the easiest succession in that way. I think, like you said, Cam Newton is playing right now. He's playing too well to be a veteran and to just lose his job in Cam. Mm-hmm. So he'll get every opportunity to go out there and play, and if he messes up on the field, he'll lose his job. Then I think Trey Lance, I don't ever think he would ever get, you know, get the start right away. On yeah, he's showing, he's, Trey Lance is showing flashes right now, so. Yeah. That's cool. It was, they, they, they love Garoppolo, so. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see them moving on, but he'll get the play because we know how the, what happened to Garoppolo. By game six, somebody hit Garoppolo and then Trey Lance will be in and that might be a transition for him. Right. But Bills, I mean, it's not much to succeed Andy Dalton. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I mean, not it's like, it's not like he's going against world-beating competition and notice none of us said that Andy Dalton's out there killing in the preseason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't hear that come from anybody. So, yeah. realistically, I mean, his succession is nobody. Okay, Andy Dalton... The only reason Andy Dalton playing is because Dak got hurt. Because he would have never seen the field last year. Right. From a yeah. guy who, who wasn't going to be a starter that, that was, and was definitely going to the bench. And was him, and now he was him. He's there. They basically gave him a starting position because he wouldn't play. Cause it just, put it this way. There's a reason they haven't traded Nick Foles yet. Mm. Because who yeah. knows? It might not be Nick Foles that's getting moved. It might be Andy Dalton that's getting moved. Right. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, I, I can see Phil's definitely, definitely being the starter there, or whatever. It probably it might be, I, unless they want some kind of uproar. I don't. I, I would think they wouldn't do a week one, but I would not be surprised if week one Phil was the starter. 
Yeah, agreed. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I definitely, definitely wouldn't be. So, one of the, one of the other things was saying, but just you know, all going to like into commentating and stuff, off the topic of football and everything. I'm sure you guys all heard that uh, Max Kellerman is supposedly not going to be on first take anymore. Yeah, it kind of surprised me because I, I like the dynamic with him and Stephen A. Um, yeah, I know sometimes Max says some stuff. Yeah, I know sometimes he says some stuff that's a little off the wall, but so does Stephen A. I think they kind of sort of balance each other out, in my opinion. So I think he was there for what five to six years. I, I like Max um, Kellerman being there more than um, what, who was it? Uh, Skip Bayless was it? Or yeah. yeah, yeah. He was a little strange, you know. He's not bad, but I, I kind of like the dynamic between Stephen Ann and Max Kellerman. Yeah, well, back in the day, was Skip and Skip and Stephen were very disrespectful guys. They were <laughs> yeah. very disrespectful duo on TV. Man. I can't forget both calm that we all we all know now. Um, but it's not surprising. Um, I don't know if Max is leaving to go to NBC. I heard that rumor. I don't know if it's, uh, they want him to do uh, his own radio show. We heard that too as well. So. But, uh, you know, I'm not too surprised. He's been a couple of years, you know, he made his name outside of boxing aspect of, uh, of sports. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah, he got a nice fan base. He said a lot of off-the-wall stuff, like he'd rather have Nicky Dottle for the last shot than Steph Curry, <laughs> stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um, that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, who do you want to replace him with more than anybody else, man, so. I, mean, I thought I heard that they might not, at least for now, I'm sure eventually they will, but right away, they, they don't plan on replacing them at all. They plan on just having good. like guests come in, I think, occasionally or something like that. Okay, that'll work, that'll work. I, I, I remember seeing a report for what you guys uh, were like talking about. I see a report how initially it both have been uh, Max and Keaton Johnson doing the show together before, yeah. uh, before first take, you know, so that may happen again, who knows right now. But, <laughs> She's not bad, but the person who should have been cut to me is Molly, you know? Yeah, I can't do Molly, she, I never <laughs> thought she had a, a real role. I thought when they're having good conversations, she just intervenes and kind of like, granted, I know her role is to kind of like keep certain yeah. things moving along so they stay on schedule, but I think she has a habit of interrupting at the wrong times, you know? They've been sucking her out a little bit with the, I forget the, the lady from the W from wrestling or something. Mm-hmm. They've been summoning her out a little bit with her coming on. Yeah, he's yeah, been doing a better job. Yeah, you know, she doesn't try to be, a, you know, a third wheel, so to speak. Thank you, thank you. I, I cannot do Molly Quinn. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. I'm not a fan of her at all. I'm not a fan. And she, this, this, if you go on, online, this episode where she acts like she's a. A third part of the show, she was really, she was really not, you know, it's being, like you said, a ring cutting people off and being over, over, overly voiceful you know, with her opinion. And listen, we had to see Max and Stephen A. talking stuff, you know. Yeah, I, I will tell you this. I'm, I'm a, I gotta tell you, I, as long as they don't say Kedrick Perkins, we won't have no problems. <laughs> I don't want to Kedrick Perkins really ever. I don't think. Yeah. Listen. If you love LeBron James, you want to hear Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. LeBron James is the best person to ever play basketball. Yeah. KP is your man. You want to hear that talk. That's for yeah, sure. I don't want to hear nothing about no <laughs> My, yeah. 
Like, some of the people will be nice, like, he puts it to problem. Right, exactly, like, no. Oh, oh, you say, I'm sorry, what did you say, what about Paul Pierce, what you say? I uh, won't be Paul Pierce. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it won't be Paul Pierce. Uh-uh. Paul Pierce said he make more money outside of the league. This is, this is plate money anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other girl is, the moderator girl is Charlie Oh No. I think she was in wrestling or something like that. Okay. Yeah, so she fills in a lot, but... I mean, some of these people I wouldn't mind seeing, like Dominic Foxworthy pop in sometime, Ryan Clark. Yeah. I like, yeah. I like the other, the Marcus Spears is pretty cool. I like Spears is good. Yeah. Foxworthy's good. Yeah. Ryan Clark is cool. Yeah. I like Foxworthy, I like Spears. I don't know what basketball, Damian Woody's not bad. I don't I don't know what basketball player to go. Uh, no, no, is this guy a uh, it's gonna be Ryan Hollins, man. That's gonna be basketball. Ryan Hollins, man. That's gonna be. I hope man. so. I like if, he, if he pops in with different people, I, I hope it's not T.J. Perkins for basketball. Man. I don't want to hear nothing he got to say. What yeah. about this guy, uh, Richard Jefferson? Yeah, that's yeah, possible. He's not, yeah, he's not too bad. I, I can tell you another bad. guy who I'm sure they don't necessarily want to throw in there, especially not as a as a permanent Jay Williams, right? Yeah, I was gonna... He's another guy with these off the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Jay, like, I'm in his stuff. Right, so he's there. Yeah, he's, he's bugging sometimes, man. <laughs> he's bugging. Some of, these, some of these guys, they put in like, I don't know. But yeah, we know it's not gonna be Paul Pitts, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, Paul's out of there. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Pitts. Yeah, I think he might be the only person ever to get let go like that. Yeah, his exodus was, was wild. <laughs> I mean, what, what was he thinking? Like, come on, man. <laughs> you could do what you could do what you do, man, but you, you got to advertise it on, on, on social media, man. Come on, man. And dude, the, the thing is, is they they was gonna let him keep his job. They asked him just to not do it or take it down. He said no. Man. And he said, "What's it? But I'm doing my private time." Like, dude, yeah. That's when you know. Somebody said you work for Disney or something. That's when you know, fellas, when you got money, we can say that to HP. That's when you know you got paper, we can say that. Yeah. <laughs> this paper's long. Yeah, you you work for Disney, you, you only gonna be able to do a certain amount of things. They'll suspend, suspend anything. Well, I know some mm-hmm. that ain't coming back. It ain't gonna be Jeremy Hill. <laughs> She's not coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's too controversial. I tell you what, though, you know what's sad? Listen, I think that her controversy cost Michael Smith, though. He did. Yeah, it yeah. did. Yeah. He was pretty he good. Did. I liked him a lot. Yeah, he's good, man. He's good. Yeah, but and I think they, they seen him as like a team, and when she went, they got rid of him, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I thought he was good. I thought they both were good. Yeah, I thought they both were good. I just think that she, she got mixed up. Remember, she got suspended first. And then, yeah, yeah. So I think she got mixed up in a lot of different things. Yeah, it's politics. My God, I know, um, like the Maria Taylor thing was a little, like losing her the way they did, right? It was like yep. that mm-hmm. weird contract negotiation thing where they couldn't agree to terms. So, I don't know what's going on with ESPN, but they need to sort it out. Well, they got another thing going on, too. I forgot. Basic. What's her name? The, the other lady's retiring. Um, what's her name? She's retiring. NBA, what's her name? Um, one of the biggest NBA now, so the lady one, the one that everybody yeah, loves. Doris Burke. She's retiring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doris Burke? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Doris Burke. Yeah. But you know what, fellas? ESPN has a problem with uh, diversity, man, in the, in the company. And how they handle things, and, you know, 
outside in the outside world. You know, they do things last minute. That's why I'm wondering about a lot of the, you know, so-called African-American employees uh, are not there or leaving or, or unhappy at ESPN. They do a bad job of handling diversity in, in, in any aspect of life. Plus, they have the other female anchor, right, who got into that controversy, right, where she yeah. recorded or whatever it is. Rachel Nichols. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're going to be looking to extend her um, role anywhere else anytime well, soon. The thing that's going to suck is they might have to. You lost Maria Taylor, Doris Burke, and Tyron, and you got to they don't have, it's not a lot of people out there. Right. They got, um, they got the, the other young, um, She's the one that's on the floor all the time. They seem to be giving her better roles now. Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, me too. You give her a chance too. I think she's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's pretty good. But the, the funniest thing is, I can tell you a funny story. It's a guy at my job that he was talking about when he was in college. He used to play on a team like with his brother and a, he said a lady. He said they used to beat everybody up in the college in three on three. I'm like, word. He's like, yeah, the lady was Doris Burke. Yeah, Doris Burke was playing with in school. I can I can do that. Yeah, she was killing people on the court. The one thing I used yeah. to love uh, was the the Doris Burke and and Pop interviews, right? Greg Popovich. Yeah. For some reason <laughs> they used to have these like strange interact yeah. you know interactions interviews. Yeah, it almost seemed like um, I don't know if he was purposely giving her a hard time or he used to be like he's always short with everybody in his interviews. Pop, but for some reason with her, it used to be a little, little awkward dynamic there. Yeah, yeah extra. Some of his stuff is, is crazy though. Like I remember him interview her interviewing him, and you know, in between quarter ones, it seems like he hates those more than anything. So yeah. he asked him something like, he's like, your team is down by 10. What's the plan? You know, what's the strategy? The strategy is to score more points. And that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> score more points. Yeah. He's like, so what do you guys got to do to win? Score more points than the opponent. Yeah, Bob's crazy. He's got, definitely got some stuff. So... In the, in the boxing world, we had um, what we thought was a stand-in in Ugas for Errol Spence, who turned out to be, was saying, be basically, I, from what I watched, he kind of dominated Pacquiao or something. I mean, yeah. I mean, I got to give Ugas his credit, but what's what's next for Manny? Hopefully retirement. Um, imagine if it was Spence or one of these other guys. He might have been... Embarrassed. I, he, I thought he was beat soundly, but he might have been knocked out out there. Um, so I, I, I hope he retires. Yeah, he has nothing to prove. He's 42 years old. All the time, caught up to him. Looked, looked, looked slow. Didn't move as much, you know. And uh, you know, he's lucky. He's lucky. He's for his pen. He's for his pen. He probably got knocked out, dropped out. Really got, really got hurt out there because he was getting hit, man. With Ugas, man. Ugas was hitting him. You got Jack. I'm quite sure Spence is Spence is a power puncher, man. A little more accurate. Um, but man, you're not going to improve. Time for him to move on to the next phase. Then be a politician or businessman of some sort. You know what I'm saying? Move on to boxing. Don't 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 try to fight anybody and get a, a cheap win and then retire. You have nothing to prove. Just 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 go out respectfully, like 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 everybody has for you, man. And that's it. Um, as far as Spence concerned, you know, it looks like Spence lost a lot of money, man. 
So another thing came up interesting, Moshe, about um, Naomi Osaka. So she, in the process of being interviewed by a reporter, what's her name? Um, they asked her, what's her name about, you know, her, you know, obviously, you know, it's well known that she has like anxiety and different stuff. So they asked her about how, you know, how she balanced her, her media appearances and her own personal outlet being a class of the media. So it's basically one of those things where in order for you to make the money to do the things you need to do, you need to be in the media and you use them for that way for yourself. But when they want, you know, her to reciprocate in their way, is a kind of like an, an anxious situation. I mean, and then which supposedly her agent put out a statement calling a reporter a bully. Um, I don't know if the reporters did anything wrong. I mean, it may be a thing that people don't want to hear, but I don't know. It, I don't. I don't think so. Plus, um, they they gave her like an opt out of the question, right? Somebody who was there asked, you know, all right, next question, we can move on from that one. And she said, no, nah, you know, I want to answer it. <laughs> she asked the reporter to repeat it. He might have repeated it once or twice. I don't think he was being pushy either, to be honest with you. The reporter, I, I definitely didn't sense any bully, anything. He just asked that question. I think she has a lot going on. She already has a, uh, anxiety. I think her father, um, the hate, yeah, yeah, he may be partially Haitian or from Haiti or something. There's something yeah. in Haiti, and I think all of those things combined at the same time. Plus, she already had, um, like she opted out, right, of some tournaments, and so I think she has a lot going on. Um, and I think it just hit her all at that at that moment. I don't think the, the reporter was at fault in any way, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the reporter wasn't wrong, but he kind of, he could come out being insensitive to the situation, what she's going through more more than anything else. But she's she's she, she's a kid. At the end of the day, you know, was she was she 15, 16? Ho ho ho! She ever know her age? Yeah, so nineteen. Okay, okay, nineteen. I'm sorry, nineteen. Yeah. But no. In, in our world, she's still a kid, you know, in, in, in the grown folks' world right now. So, I think he was he came up more being sensitive than you know, I guess, you know, being a bully. I won't call him a bully, but that's his job to ask, to ask tough questions. Um, and that and that that being said, you know, um, she she I guess she I would assume that she tried to uh, uh, answer it and figure it go away. Yeah. When it started reoccurring, reoccurring in different formats, and he kept repeating himself, it kind of hit her home, it kind of hit her and annoyed her and bothered her emotionally. She kind yeah. of broke down a little bit. You know, that's what it is. But um, other than that, then I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't, if I'm a reporter, I wouldn't ask that kind of question like that. You know, if I did ask it one time, and leave it like that. But to my opinion, he, it came up more being insensitive more than anything else. Yeah. The crazy thing is, yeah, she asked him to repeat it. Right, exactly. You know, I, you know they were saying, um, hey yeah next question just move on because at first she kind of the way he initially phrased it you could tell she didn't like it because she asked him right away she said well what do you mean by that so then he repeated it again and then she still kind of sort of seemed like she didn't fully understand what he was saying and that's when the other person kind of like intervened and was trying to move on and then mm-hmm. it was like no you know it's okay I want to answer it and I think she might have asked him to repeat it again Right. Yeah, so, I mean, and she's 23. Okay. Still, Thank you. Still not that, not that old, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do think she did the right thing trying to get in front of it because, like Theo said, 
it's going to keep coming up. So at least right. yeah. if I could try to address it now, I'll try to address it. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that, you know, she does. she's real fragile at this point, like her mental state and stuff like that. So it's probably a level of sensitivity. But at the, when, I, when, I, when I look at it, like the way we see media and the way younger people see media is different too. She probably doesn't see social media like he's talking about the presence yeah. and all that stuff. She doesn't see that as media. They see that as just playing on the phone or whatever, you know, or whatever. Even though it serves as a way, you know, to help promote them, mm-hmm. they don't. It's, it's a big difference between posting on social media than having a conversation. Yeah, press conference. Right. Yeah, press conference. That's posting on social media is is you having a one way conversation with people outside where they don't get the right to ask questions. Somebody asking you questions that's personal on things that you may not want to answer is completely different. So that's where the guy probably, he probably didn't understand that part of it. Like, that, another thing I'll say is that, um, like, when these guys, or, you know, girls for that matter, right? When they opt out of questions, it's also not viewed, you know, in a good a good light either. So if she yeah. took that way out and said, next mm-hmm. question, no, I don't want to answer right. it. Then they right. would jump all over. Somebody else would have something to say about that. Because we, we all know, as much as I get on Kyrie Irving, right? When Kyrie opts out of questions, people don't like it. You know? No. They feel like he should be obligated, being who he is, he should be obligated to discuss whatever they want to discuss when they want to discuss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If she opted out of the questions, she may have took some, some backlash for that. So that might have been on her mind too. Why she said, "You know what? I might as well just try to answer it as best as best I can." And I don't even know if she fully understood the question. I do think her agent may have jumped the gun though, like trying to go to the bully route and everything else. Unless there's some history there. Yeah. I don't know if there's some history between this particular reporter and her, or with other people, or something like that. Maybe the guy has a history. I don't know. Um, but just based on that single incident, I didn't see any bullying, really. I mean, what's interesting, we've seen this before, like um, Ricky Williams, remember he used to do interviews with his helmet on because he didn't want to, you know, he was had anxiety or something, so he wasn't big on interviews. And then you had guys like Marshawn Lynch who just didn't want to do the interviews, saying stuff like Skittles <laughs> is the answer. Skittles. With the answer. I'm just Skittles. here so I don't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's not like it's not people who didn't want to answer them who blew them off and, you know, didn't want to answer the questions. It's just that I, I think you're right, right, Mr. Raymond, about the fact that people feel like because they ask you questions, you're obligated to get an answer. Well, we right. pay to watch you and you you get paid. And it's this misconception that the public pays the players. They do indirectly, but the guy who writes the check pays the players. Now, Mickey, um, if the guy that owns the Nets, the Joe Society, asks him a question, I'm pretty much sure he knows the answer to that question. Right. But, uh, the guy in the media room, I don't got to really answer you. Mm-hmm. You would ask why I wasn't at the game yesterday. Well, the own, I think one time he answered this, well, the owner and management was sufficient with my response. So that's all I'm going to tell you is everybody mm-hmm. know, knew where I was yesterday. Plus, I, I immediately... As we talk about this, I immediately think of um, the recent Shikari Richardson race, right? Where it's like the minute that race ended, they couldn't wait to shove a microphone in her. Yeah, yeah. She was completely out of breath and everything else. And she gave them what they were looking for, I think, with those sound bites, right? Of 
you can hate on me and this and that. That's all they wanted, right? They caught yeah. it at the right time. But I think stuff like that also has to stop where she just finished competing. At least give her a minute to, to catch her breath, gather her thoughts. But it's like they couldn't wait to put that microphone in her face. Yeah, that, that, that was really bad because, I mean, she had to be hurt in the fact that coming in last, I mean, I personally wouldn't have expected that. I, I, I hope for better. Because, you know, we, I remember people were putting up fights and trying to do the, to the point where they were, people were talking about boycotting watching the Olympics because she didn't get to participate. But now, I mean, it's kind of like a sad because it's almost like a vindication thing for the people who didn't put her in there. Like, well, look what happened. Everybody, she got smoked. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everybody that was in that no thing right? are competitors, yeah. <laughs> Those are all her competitors. So, yo, we're fighting to get her there, and look what would have happened if we would have put her there. Mm-hmm. And me add to that, too, as well as, like, it wasn't like she lost the race. She came in last place, man. Yeah. Exactly. She didn't and it's like the, the time between you being suspended or and, and right now, how serious was your training? Yeah. You were like in fourth place or fifth place or, or sixth place. You came in tenth place. Last. Tenth, and, and last place. It was. It was. And, and, and it was clear cut. You was in last place, man. So. But the crazy thing about that is that it's like. And that just goes to show you people's drive because if I didn't make the Olympics and these people, all the people that ran the Olympics and I knew I was facing them, mm-hmm. I'd have been working so hard to beat these people to prove that I should have been there or something. Just right. Out there and get your ass basically destroyed. By destroyed. The- now, you know they laughing too. You know mm-hmm. that. Because there's one thing about it. It was a girl on that team that had to take her place. Yeah. So, that girl right there that smoked it like, yeah, you thought you should have been there ahead of me? Mm-hmm. And I think she's another one um, who she's going through a lot, I would say. It may have been too soon for her to get on back on the on the, yeah, you know, racetrack. Yeah, big stage, that's going, true. Yeah, I think she's going through a lot. I would like to think that's that and hope that that is it because it's definitely because, not just coming last. Like, losing is losing. Yeah. Um, the lady who came in second, Shikari, had finished faster than her two, in two separate races. The one, the lady who won, Shikari had never raced against her at all. The one yeah. who came in second place, Shikari um, ran against her twice. Neither one of them came in first place in those races, but Shikari finished um, a few positions ahead of her. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those things. I hope she does come back, though, because she's certainly talking a, a, a big game again. Um, so I hope she comes back. She's doing a lot of talking. Yeah, take more serious this time. And I know she's notorious for those, uh, like, slow starts off the block, too. So there's something definitely going on with her training, too. Either she needs a new trainer or they got to sort that out because these women right. are too fast for her to get off the slow starts and play catch-up. Mm-hmm. She could do that mm-hmm. with, you know, us, us here. But not not those women. Right. So look, the uh, woman that won, though, I mean, she's the fastest woman in the world. That's yes. the lady from Jamaica? Yeah, she's yeah, the she, fastest woman in the world. She posted the second fastest time of all women in 100 meters in yeah. during that race. Yes. Yeah, so, you know? so yeah, you she went about. out there and lost her a bunch of scrubs. Yeah, yeah, she lost a world-class. Like, but I agree with Theo, coming in last, though, you... 
Well, you gotta figure like all of you these right. Right. Nice right. <laughs> but it's it's funny because you think about it, everybody in that race with the we had the four by one hundred Jamaican team runners, the four by one hundred USA runners, basically her primary competition. And she came in last against them and a couple of other people. So that is tell there's no way that her, there's no way if she went to the Olympics unless there's something really weighing on her that it would have necessarily, you know, changed the outcome. Certainly not looking like it. I tell you the truth, I don't think anybody would beat that Jamaican women's team anyway. Mm -hmm. Looking at how fast gone, it it'd have been rough. Dude, right. Yeah, it'd have been real. Top rough. three in the Olympics and top three in that race. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Exactly, yeah. So I, I think it would have been real tough trying to beat them. They got like world class sprinters. So that's And I wonder if um and I know Shikari is known for her 100 meters, but I wonder if long-term, because he's only 21, I, I wonder if long-term, unless they sort out whatever it is with those slow starts, if she would be better off running the 200 meters. Might be. Because you, you got enough time, right, to, to try to catch up with those slow starts in the 200 meters. 100 meters, it's not too much time to play catch-up. Like, if that race was another 100 meters, would she have finished in laps? Hmm. 400 meters may be too long. That's where you get into um, Allison Felix territory, yeah. right? That's like her specialty, even though she came, I think she might have came in last, right? At that same tournament, Shikari came in. I think <laughs> she may have finished last in the 400. So they both, you know. <laughs> Basically, our, our track team needs to be rebuilt. <laughs> so she released a statement saying she only participated as like a almost like I guess she was getting like a farewell thing, right? Where she okay. knows she has all these fans and stuff like that. And so I think she may be coming up on the end. But Shikari's only twenty one. Yeah. Because listen, I mean, usually, you know, you got like you said, you got the one hundred, the two hundred and the four hundred or something. But then we then, I mean in Olympics, then we get smoked in the men's category too, we got smoked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So I saw that too. I saw that now. We, we might need to evaluate our track and field, track and field team because we've been getting smoked pretty bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about it, realistically, just off of memory, who was the last person? Michael Johnson. What? Who was uh, American top track athlete? Michael Johnson, right? No, I was right there. I know um, Usain Bolt was running the field for a while. He's not U.S., right? He's Jamaican, too. Right. So yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, yeah, he was destroying a bunch of United States guys. Yeah, there was somebody else, though, I think. Um, you yeah, after that. Yeah, but, yeah Between you, Usain Bolt and Michael Johnson, when you watch them run, though, their races were ridiculous because they were beating people by, like, lengths, like huge lengths. I like, still I remember um, both of the turn backwards in one race, ran backwards the last, you know. Michael Johnson, the image that still sticks in my mind is I can't remember which particular race, but didn't he come up like limp or something? Pull yeah. like, a, like a Charlie horse or he pulled mm -hmm. like a, So mm -hmm. unfortunately, you know, that's still like out there. Yeah. It was like a huge race for him and he just got injured. Yep. I remember that. I remember that, but yeah, we might need to revamp the track team. Get them, get those guys back in order. But what's if we, what's if we've been through a lot of different sports and stuff, and now we got 
We got Theo's segment. Man, what's your night about it? A new segment that I'm loving here. All right, yeah. let's go with him. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I got uh, two different uh, questions for you guys, both football, both on the same uh, position. But this one we're going to call the uh, uh, start, bench, cut. And these are all about running backs. Um, the first one is uh, start, bench, cut, uh, Curtis Martin, Marcus Allen, Terrell Davis. Ooh. I think I'm starting Terrell Davis. You know, primetime Terrell. Granted, all those guys had great, great careers. Yeah. But a primetime Terrell Davis was like, you could almost pencil him in for 2,000 yards at one point. It seemed yeah. like. Mm-hmm. The only thing that was stopping him was the migraine headaches or whatever it was. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I'm probably starting Terrell Davis. Um, and I may go go with Curtis Martin, the bench. Because mm-hmm. I, I like you You cut Marcus Allen? Probably. I, I mean, for me, I, I probably I probably would start Terrell Davis because I think even though Terrell Davis' career was shorter than those guys, I think in a I think for like a six year span, a five or six year span, there was nobody even close to Terrell Davis doing doing that one one yeah, point. He was a beast. I think I think I probably would cut Curtis Martin and keep Marcus Allen because I I think Curtis Martin was great, but Curtis Martin seemed like it was kind of you ever know those longevity type of things. Yeah. Yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a longevity thing. He was a very durable running back for a long time. So like, which is what I like about him, man. Reliability. Yeah. I don't know like how great he was. Like how many years he was the best running back in the league per se. But I I, I might cut Curtis Martin and keep Marcus Allen. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a boy with Marcus Allen, man. I mean, this kid, was, this Marcus Allen was great, man. I mean, <laughs> Oakland Raiders, even his wars with Al Davis. Al Davis tried to ruin his career and play him a fullback with Bo Jackson. Yep. He, succeeded, he, he succeeded in that. And eventually he came back to being running back when Bo got hurt and still shine. and was killing everybody. He went to KC and destroyed to in KC. But I, think, I, but I like his running style. I think he's elusive. He's strong. Yeah. Uh, 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 I think he has a better vision than those guys. Like, 12 Davis is nice. I think 12 Davis is more of a, 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 a downhill runner with okay. a stretch run. So remember, then Buckle used that stretch, that zone stretch all the time, you know, the downhill. But I like guys to be a little more nimble, you know, shake and bake a little bit and still hit that hole. So I would go um, starting Marcus Allen. I love Curtis Martin, man. Curtis Martin was good in the winter in the Jets, man. Curtis Martin was good. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna cut Terrell Davis based on he had a short career. Okay, okay. okay. Based on that. But if you're going to say forget this pro I'm saying healthiness, that's tough with Curtis Martin. Curtis, Curtis Martin was was a mofo, man. He was great. But I did Terrell Davis at the bench and I cut Curtis Martin though. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I will, I'll go that route with uh, starting Marcus Allen, I'll bench uh, Troy Davis, and I'll cut Curtis Martin, but uh, I'll go that route. Okay. And uh, the second, uh, second one I have for you guys, also one running back, uh, Adrian Peterson, Medina Thomason, Eric Dickerson. Oh, I, cut, I bench. Uh, I'm starting. Cut, uh, yeah, soft bench cut. Yeah, yeah I'm, starting, um, I'm starting Peterson. Ooh. Yeah, he, for me, he's like another, um, like Terrell Davis in terms of at mm-hmm. one point, this guy, you know, he was just a monster to me. So I'm starting, right. and I'm probably, again, uh, 
I like um, LT. I'm probably benching LT. Mm. Hey. You want you want to hear the funniest thing? For me, it's it's different too. I, Adrian Peterson, I love. So AP, right. he, he started. But say AP was good. AP still good today. He get out there and get you a thousand yards today. So AP's good. But I think I gotta I think I gotta um, bench Eric Dickerson and cut LT. <laughs> <laughs> And, and again, LT for me, listen, I, I like these guys that so they're consistent and they listen, they, you know, they do stuff, but it seems like to me, like a lot of those guys, I'll give you a perfect example. LT and Curtis, Curtis Martin will get you 12, 13, 1400 yards for 10 years, but they yeah. never will get you 1900, 2000, you know, they, they might have a breakout here, but these other dudes are like electric, like AP, listen, AP, get the ball and turn we'll say a, a one yard break through the tackle to a 90 yard touchdown mm. he did that like two years ago on the Redskins so it's, it's just tough I think it goes back to like what you said about the style too like you know, like Curtis Marlowe Daniel Thomas and they they can get yards they can get seven they can get ten you know they, they was him downhill runners they real good scheme backs but I think some of these other guys, they could just do do their own thing. And Eric Dickerson basically was the older version of Adrian Peterson. So those two guys are yeah. almost exactly exactly the same guy, except for in different eras. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm gonna go with Eric Dickerson bias. I'm probably showing my age right now, but Eric Dickerson <laughs> was. Uh... He was, he, he, he was a beast, man, and, and he, he was he was an effortless runner. It was effortless, you know, it was just so smooth and I like guys who could um run different different styles, you know. I am quite sure Dickerson could, could get those tough yards like yeah. uh, twelve Davis like that. But he's a home run hitter, he's a guy who ran for two thousand yards. Yeah. You know, at any given moment. And I like guys who who uh, cut the ball to in the backfield as well. Yeah. Now I think L T is a better uh, receiving running back out of all three guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, for sure. So, um, but I'm gonna go with Dixon, I'm more biased after Dixon. I remember him growing up, man. He was a sensational, man. Um, but I know he feels like, there's really no wrong answers. There's all about pressure, preference, who you like, so to speak. So, there's never really no wrong answer, but I'm gonna be biased because I love Eric Dixon, for sure. Okay. Uh, Agent Peterson, this AP is like Terrell Davis, like you guys mentioned. It's like, you know, these guys, are, are, you, you, don't, you don't want to tackle these guys, man. Yeah. You want, you want to hit past the, you know, the linebackers, it's a wrap. The safety ain't tackling these guys at all. Yeah. You know, and you guys got speed, too. Um, I'm going to go, hmm, I'm going yeah. to go out, of, out of bias. And, uh, I'm, man, Danny was tough, man. AD <laughs> Pearson was a monster, too. I'm, I'm not going to cut AP, man, believe it or not, man. Only because I like versatility at that position more than anything else. Okay. I, 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 I saw AP as well, but I'm more, give me, give me the Roger Krebs of the world, Eric Dixon of the world. I like guys who go, who go running catch in the backfield, man. One guy who's more of a downhill runner. But you don't really see much Davis doing screens like that or AP doing screens. So it's all about preference for me. But it's tough one to call, man. It's kind of tough to call. I, I, I got a basketball one for you. Let's do it. We got three guys, right? We got one roster spot, and these guys are all trying to get back in the game, and they're all familiar. You got Isaiah Thomas, you got listen, you got Gerald Green, and you got Tariq Evans. Who gets that spot? 
I'm Mr. Trying Rico to is going to be reinstated this year. And Joe I'm going with Evans. Um, I think Evans has the size. Um, the guy can do everything on the court. He was one of those guys who was nearly average, and he was like a triple-double threat every night. Um, no, no, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Evans. Not the other guys are great, but I, I'm going with Evans. <laughs> For me, Isaiah, Tariq Evans. I don't know. Joe was a strong three. Gerald Green. I think that two guys being more off the table than Gerald Green, more versatile, more could score better than Gerald Green. Yeah. But fast break, Ron Moss has got the damn way that Gerald Green gonna jump over the whole park. Yeah. Um Damn man. <laughs> I love Isaiah, man. I love Isaiah. Um I'm gonna go Isaiah based on uh body of work. Okay. I think uh, he's shown that, you know, he could carry the team and Maybe three shots. I don't recall Tariq. Tariq was nice, you know. I think Tariq would take off the dribble better, you know what I'm saying, and better finisher. But I don't recall too many big shots being made the way Isaiah made those in the past. So I'm going to go based on uh, shopping ability, man, and crunch time and big moments. I'm going to go with Isaiah. But that's a good one, though, for sure. I mean, for me, I got to say, like like you guys both said, Gerald is definitely like the throwaway one out of the three. So he's definitely... The guy I would I would wish him would let let go out of that. But with Isaiah Thomas and Tariq Evans, it's it's, it's tough because it, it comes down to like what your team makeup is and stuff like that. But I mean, I think right now, right now, I haven't seen Tariq Evans lately too, so I don't know really what mm. he's doing. So Tariq Evans could be the size of um the size of what's the dude from the Celtics who gained all the weight. We don't know what Tariq Evans looks like. Right, 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 exactly. If, if I have to go with Isaiah Thomas, just because I, I don't know what Tariq Evans looks like, but if it was if it was Tariq Evans in shape, and I knew I've seen him, like, because I haven't even seen him in any league, like, even the European league, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So I got to go with Isaiah just because I haven't seen Tariq Evans, but if Tariq Evans was out there against 70, 80 points, it would be Tariq Evans. Definitely. Right. That's a good one. Yeah, Tariq was tough, man. He was tough, man. He was tough. Man. Yeah. Was tough. So, any final words, guys? Coming up on the NFL season, I'm looking forward to seeing my Jets do well. Finally, we got a, what appears to be an offensive game. Um, <laughs> so, I'm excited for that. And then following that, we got the start of the NBA season creeping up on us. Um, let's go. Let's go New York sports. Uh, I've got a few things to say. Uh, I want to say uh, congrats to Miguel Cabrera. He just 500 home run today. 20th play ever in baseball history. Hit his uh, 500 home run. Uh, Atlanta Hawks hired um, Nick Van Epsom as assistant coach. You know, I don't know about that. Yep. Um, Penny Hardaway, you know, I know Penny Hardaway doing Memphis College, but he hired Larry Brown. Now he just hired Rashid Wallace as coach. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Rashid Wallace. I'm surprised he didn't go to North Carolina. I don't know if Carolina gave him an offer. You know, he was a high school coach too, so it's not surprising though. But good to see these guys be surfaced back in, in some kind of basketball format, whether it's college or pro. That's for sure. Um, Yankees is, 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 is hot. They won nine, they won nine in a row. Nine and one in the last ten games. Got the fourth best record in the American League. Seem like the hottest team in baseball right now, man. Uh, let's go, Yankees. Okay. I wish him, I wish him again. You know, the Yankees are some great. We wish him playing the best ball we played all season. 
you know, I, I, I kind of hitched my bandwagon to Zach Wilson a little bit. He's looking like he's he got the confidence with all that fun games, like with Mike Tyson, everybody's got a game plan until they get hit. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see how that works out. And we'll win another congratulations to Jason Terry. Jason Terry's the new G League coach at the Denver Nuggets. Nice. So you're getting some good opportunities yeah. out yeah. there, so that, that's good to see. So, and what's in me also how what's in my um, Jason Hart was named the coach of the G League Ignite team. Really? Good. Yeah. That's nice. 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 So we getting what's in we we getting some guys with some oppor- opportunities. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting to see. Jason Hart was actually the coach with the assistant. A lot of people know he was actually assistant coach at USC. I've never seen him on the bench yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. bench USC. That's right. I do. I do recall seeing that. My memory is always killing my Georgetown Hoyers when they play for Syracuse, man. <laughs> you know, so I just remember him more than anything else, though. But I remember, I recall him on the bench as you want to see for sure. Yeah. But, hey, thanks again, guys, man. Another great show. Yes, sir. Well, 